Hello and welcome to Philosophy with Conspiracy John. Welcome back. Today I am going to dive into dreams and the subconscious mind. I got a book for myself for Christmas and it's all about dreams. It's called Complete Dictionary of Dreams by Dr. Michael Lennox and this book is a quite a chunky book and it has the meaning of all different types of dreams and experiences that happen in dreams. So I found this particularly intriguing because I've never had a book on dreams. I've got lots of books in my library but one on dreams is this is a new edition and the equivalent to dreams that I would have experience in would be with totems so animal totems and totem poles everybody knows about totem poles from the Indians aye, 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 aye. we all remember that from the Lone Ranger and Tonto and the totem poles but for those who don't or who are not familiar with what a totem is a totem is a message from the universe or from God or the divine whatever you want to call it but it's a message from something greater than ourselves that has been placed within our reality in order to guide us to act in a certain way so a simple example would be a butterfly so if you have a butterfly appearing in your life regularly you might see butterflies flying around on a daily basis you might be given a gift and there's a picture of a butterfly on it somebody might mention the word butterfly to you and you have this series of butterfly coincidences and the idea behind a totem is that you are being sent the message of butterfly and that message is being sent because you are at a particular stage in your life where being like a butterfly is going to be beneficial for the next steps that you are taking on your journey and the reason I take butterfly as an example is because everybody can understand the basic symbolism of a butterfly and that basic symbolism is always transformation the butterfly is a caterpillar that transformed the butterfly grew wings and it turned into something new so that's just one meaning of the butterfly when it comes to totems and every animal and every insect every bird has a totem and a meaning to it the butterfly has many other meanings I don't have them in front of me here I just picked it off the top of my head because it's an easy one to understand because the basic message of the butterfly is transformation so when you see 
butterfly in your life if you were following the totem path like the Native American Indians who were all about animal totems they would look at nature they might see a rabbit they might see a wolf they might see a hawk or an eagle and they would then bring the meaning of that animal a spirit animal is what it's called they would bring the meaning into their own lives and they would take it that they need to act in a certain way another interesting one that springs to mind is a snail and the totem or the basic totem for a snail is that you need to be careful of those around you and you need to be careful of the situations that you're in uh, another one that springs to mind is a rabbit if you see a bunny rabbit and if you it's not necessarily that you see a bunny rabbit once it's that if you're seeing bunny rabbits <laughs> bunny rabbit it's such a funny one where did the word bunny rabbit even come from where did they when did they add bunny to the name of a rabbit but if you're seeing a rabbit over and over again in your life uh, for a period of days or weeks uh, one of the meanings of a rabbit is that you will see the results of your endeavors within a short period of time so if you've got a project you will see within a short period of time if that project is worth pursuing and if it's going to be successful so there's every animal has meaning and there are multiple meanings you can you can take the meaning from a practical level you can apply it to relationships you can apply it to career you can apply it to your own personal growth but the idea of the totem is that you can take a signal from a higher aspect of yourself in order to take the best action and take the best steps along the next part of the life journey and this is what the native american indians believed uh, I'm as far as I'm aware it's quite common in most native societies so originals and the part of the human race that is more connected with nature they have used totems for a long time in their in their past to guide them and I, I jumped into totems many years ago, and I know quite a bit about totems. And I, I don't use, I don't use it as much as I used to, but I certainly pay attention when I have a regular, a very regular animal or a very regular insect occurring in my life. Another one that popped up recently was a flamingo and the meanings of a flamingo is to express your full self and to stand out and i found that an interesting one because i think that applies to a lot of us the majority of people that i know tend not to express their full selves because I don't know why actually and I won't pretend to know why I would assume that it is because of what other people will say many people pretend to be this Walmart version of themselves this sanitized version where they pretend to be quote-unquote normal 
when I know that nobody is quote-unquote normal. We are all unique. We have a list of quirks and behaviors that are only common to ourselves. And the majority of these behaviors and thoughts that we have that are unique to us, we don't share with the general population. We will sometimes share it with those that we love. And those that we love will usually see a less sanitized version of our personality. But when we go to work or when we're conducting business or when we're even in family situations, when we're sitting around the dinner table talking about <laughs> talking about rubbish, we, we slot in and we pretend like we're this sanitized version of ourselves. And to be a flamingo would be to be your full self to show the world and to show the people around who we really are. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we bring out all of our deep, repressed emotions and behaviors, because a lot of times the person that we really are has a dark element to it. And that dark element we never really share. That dark element only comes out in times of stress, in times of anger. And the dark element of our personality is not necessarily something that we want to share. But in the same way, we don't share the bright elements of our personality. We don't share the beautiful uniqueness that we have within us because we are afraid of what people will think. We are afraid of how it may affect the perception of me, that idea that we have created in our minds of who we are and what we do. I am John. I work in the shop and I follow politics and I kind of like religion but really deep down John and John not being me John being the generic stereotypical male the real John has creativity beyond what he shares with the world the real John has ideas and thoughts about reality that he would be afraid to share with the world the real John won't speak up when he sees tyranny. The real John is a product of the matrix. And I, as much as anybody else, fall victim to this type of behavior. So, be a flamingo. Everybody should be a flamingo. The world would be a wonderful place if everybody was a flamingo. And it would be wonderful if there was much less Johns walking around. Zombie John. I am Zombie John. You, we must do what we saw on the square screen. Zombie John says. <laughs> zombie John. We should do a Zombie John show. This is the Zombie John show. We just talk about stuff that's on the telly over and over again. <laughs> 
<sighs> the zombie John Shaw. Anyway, I'm going to switch on to the main topic, which is dreams. And in the same way as totems, dreams are considered to be a message from a higher place. A message to guide and to inform the next steps along our adventure in this reality, in this virtual reality that we find ourselves in, in this simulation. Think of it maybe, well I like to think of it anyway, as being guided by the overarching gamer, the player of the game. So if I, if a section of my consciousness is here within my body, a very small section of my consciousness, the majority, and Dolores Cannon speaks about this at great length in her writings and her lectures, the majority of my consciousness is outside of the simulation. And that consciousness is guiding me every step of the way. But the majority of the time, I'm not paying attention or I'm not listening to the guide. Because there's so many distractions. Because Zombie John, <laughs> Zombie John just wants to watch TV. And, you know, go to the pub and have the crack. Uh, which is totally great. You know, I'm not knocking any of that. It's all, this is all an experience. And it's all whatever we can extract and draw joy from during our experience is to be cherished and enjoyed to the full extent possible, in my personal view. But when we pay attention to the messages that come from the gamer or the higher consciousness or God or the divine, we can get clues that will help us to move forward, that will help us to paddle down the river and control the boat with a bit more ease and a bit more trust. And dreams are the Dreams are a way that we can access this message. And I don't dream very often. In fact, I probably, sorry, I should qualify that a little. I dream all the time, but I don't remember my dreams. And the reason I don't remember my dreams is because I would smoke quite a bit oftentimes. And as those who know, know, you don't really remember your dreams when you're going to bed or going to sleep with that type of consciousness. Even though you dream, we don't remember them. But for some reason or another, I decided that yesterday was going to be a day off. And as such, I was in a different state of consciousness going to sleep. And I had a dream. First dream that I can remember in a long, long time. And even though I don't usually remember my dream, even when I remember my dreams, I usually forget them pretty quickly anyway, because that's the nature of the dream. 
But the dream last night was quite profound. And some might call it a nightmare, actually. Although it wasn't a nightmare, it was an uncomfortable dream. And I'll briefly touch on the dream. And then I'm going to read the explanation that is given, or the explanation that I have taken from the dream. And share it with you. So the dream was... It was Martin Lawrence from Bad Boys. What you gonna do, Bad Boy? The new Bad Boys is ridiculously bad as well, by the way. Uh, it was on the other day. That's probably why Martin Lawrence appeared as the character in my dream. And Martin Lawrence, I think it was a smaller version of Martin Lawrence, though. <laughs> it's actually quite funny. He was sitting in a little go-kart. And all I remember is that suddenly he cracked the back of his head off the ground. Splash! And there was a big splodge of blood just flew out of the back of his head onto the tarmac behind him. And I was standing there. I don't know where it was or how we got there or anything, but this is just what I remember. And I remember going, whoa! And as I was waking up, Suddenly, the go-kart did a, a 360 around me and smashed itself into a wall with Martin Lawrence in it with his smashed head. And I might add that when Martin Lawrence smashed his head on the ground in my dream, I really 100% felt, oh my God. This man has just died in front of me. I act, I felt the physical, emotional feeling of... It was pure and utter shock. It was so real. But that shock woke me up. So I was waking up as the go-kart was doing the 360 around me and smashing into the wall. And when it smashed into the wall, his whole body exploded into this splodge of blood it was just blood it just went <laughs> martin lawrence just turned into this big splodge and then i was fully awake and i thought to myself <laughs> thank god that was a dream <laughs> you know that feeling when you wake up you're like "Woo!" i'm i'm thankful for that so that was that, that was that was the second aspect of my dream previous to that I had had another small dream. I don't know were they the same dream or were they separate dreams. But in the other dream, I don't remember as much of it. Because it wasn't as... Although I know it was uncomfortable, whatever this other dream was. It was uncomfortable, but... It, it wasn't as shocking as Martin Lawrence splodging blood everywhere. Poor old Martin Lawrence, God bless him. <laughs> but the... The dream before this dream, that I, I think occurred literally just immediately uh, prior to it. I was in a gang and I was roaming around the place and everything was kind of okay. But I, if anybody remembers the TV show Love Hate, there was a guy in it called Niji. But Niji... Or, it wasn't Niji, it was actually somebody who I know, but I don't know who it was, but they appeared as Niji. 
But all I remember from this part of the dream was that this Niji character, whom I was friends with in the dream, but it wasn't Niji, but it was, he, he was being a super duper snake. I don't know what he was doing, I can't remember, but I had to confront him in the dream and call him out. And I don't remember what happened, but all I remember is that there was this super duper shady, I'm going to use the word evil, from a, a malevolent point of view. He was, this character was out for himself, and in being out for himself, he was crossing me in the dream. And I don't know why he was crossing me, and I don't know what caused it but all I remember is that there was a malevolence to the character the Niji character so they're the two dreams and this is what I had to go by when I was going to reference my book which once again is called complete dictionary of dreams over 1000 dream symbols and their universal meanings by dr. Michael Lennox and Dr. Michael Lennox is a practicing psychologist and one of the most respected and sought after dream interpreters in the United States. He has appeared on sci-fi, MTV and many radio shows and has published uh, articles in Today's Woman, TV Guide and other magazines. Dr. Lennox lives in Los Angeles and can be found online at www.dreaminterpretation.com. So that's the background of the person who is proposing what my dream meant. In order for me to find meaning, I had to figure out the keywords in my dream so that I could go to the book and then link back my dream to the word that Dr. Lennox has in the book. So obviously the first one was death. Poor old Martin Lawrence got splodged into the wall. So I immediately went to the section on death and I'm going to read the paragraphs that Dr. Lennox has written about the meaning of death in a dream. Here we go. Death. This is the ultimate symbol of change at a transformational level. All change involves the cycle of something dying to be reborn again. This applies to all love life from the changing of the seasons to the coming and going of relationships and the process of birth and death itself. Death in a dream signifies that an enormous shift is occurring in your life. If you know the person from life, decide what character aspect of yourself he or she is representing. How that person operates in life is what is changing within your own psyche. The change is so great that it is being expressed by the ultimate of changes, death. If the person is a stranger, then use whatever information you can remember about him or her from the dream to explore what elements of your personality are undergoing a transformation. The quality that is being shifted could be about behaviours, habits or character traits. The more violent and sudden the death, the more combustive and intense the process you are going through is likely to be. A death 
that has already occurred could signal that you are in a later phase of change rather than at the beginning. If it is you who dies, the transformation may be so complete that it involves your entire life or lifestyle. For example, moving, changing jobs, a breakup, a new relationship, ending destructive behaviours, etc. What caught my attention in this paragraph or in this section on death? There were two elements. The first of all is that death is the ultimate symbol of change at a transformational level. So for me to extract a meaning from my dream, there is a transformation occurring. The fact that poor old Martin Lawrence got splodged in a pool of blood, like first of all he died with his head cracking off the ground, big pool of blood behind him and then he just fully splattered into the wall after that the line the more violent and combustive or the more violent and sudden the death the more combustive and intense the process you were going through is likely to be so they were the two aspects there that I took from death and my dream and I found it interesting that Martin died so combustively in my dream. The second aspect was Niji. Go on, Niji, buddy. So what was Niji in my dream? When I think of the character in my dream, who was Niji but wasn't Niji, I think of the word malevolence, and I think of the word evil, I think of the world of the word trickery and manipulation so i was trying to figure out what would best describe that type of a person when that type of a person who was in your friend group who has infiltrated your day-to-day -day life and they are then acting in a way that is not in my interest or that is uncomfortable to me. What kind of a person is that? So I considered, you know, manipulation, trickery, and I looked up a couple of the words and I couldn't find meanings for them in the book, even though there's a thousand in here. Some of those meanings weren't in here. Obviously, you can't have a meaning for every single word in the Collins English Dictionary. In that case, I decided to take the traits and project them on to what type of personality has those traits. And I looked across the page from death, and there it was in front of me, demon. And when I thought of it, and when I saw it, the eyes of the Niji in my dream were dancing, and I was thinking... Mmm, demon. And not demon in a bad way. Demon as a, as a dark side. Our demons are not bad. Our demons are guiding us. Our demons are our darker nature. Our demons are a part of us. So this demon, this is, this is a demon that is in my subconscious. This is a, this is a, this is a messenger from my darker nature. 
from what I've gathered anyway, from my own research and my readings about demons and the dark side of our nature, because we all have dark sides in our nature and we have bright sides in our nature. Sometimes one is in control and sometimes the other is in control. Sometimes there's balance. Demon. The meaning of demon. The darker side of the spiritual realm. A demon is a being that feeds on fear and hatred. When a demon appears in a dream, you are being put on notice that your shadow side is out of control and things that are sparking fear are getting the better of you. A demon can also be an indication that you have been ignoring a destructive pattern for a very long time. And I can certainly relate, as I'm sure most people can, to destructive patterns that we have been ignoring for a very long time. So that's my thoughts on dreams, and that's my thoughts on totems. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did enjoy, maybe give it a like, and subscribe, share it around, check out some of the other Conspiracy John videos, and check out Dreams and Totems, because there's great fun and there's great solace to be had sometimes when you can pull meaning out of the world around you. I'm sure a lot of people don't think about angels and guardian angels and help from the other side. Maybe, maybe you do. Maybe you're one of those people who does. But personally, I always find it nice to think that somebody's looking out for me. And I always find it even nicer to think that I'm looking out for myself from far, far away. So this is Conspiracy John signing out of Philosophy with Conspiracy John. And I will see you in the next one.